like get Broke Dude Podcast going so you can cancel yeah. us. Build us up to yes, break us please. down. Come on. Right please now, any that. controversy will just help, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad press. No, no. <laughs> Yeah. So there's this magazine we get at work. It's like called Wet, like wastewater engineering tech or some shit mm. like that. I was gonna say or is that water. like Jet? But <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> yeah. of when he said just that. Just sexy fucking wastewater workers <laughs> <laughs> don't exist. Cleaning up shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just got poop all over their hands <laughs> with the fucking baby face. They're like, you know how you have the thing with with Down syndrome people? Yes. My thing is people with short arms. <laughs> like this dude yeah. had his hand like, like halfway in his pocket and his arm was fully extended <laughs> holy shit dude it's so fucking f- weird to me yeah that is that is weird like it i cringe <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know what my equivalent to that is because there's there's a lot of things that like weird me out but it's not to that level you know what i mean it's all just kind of like oh that's kind of weird and then move on with my life but it's not Socially inept people weird me out or make me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like your palms get sweaty? Yeah. Like you get nervous like for Like right now. Knees weak, mom spaghetti. While I'm being socially inept. <laughs> do I do that too sometimes, Blake? <laughs> no, it's just like, you, like you can tell, like you could tell, like, okay, like you got a good conversation going and then like this person will walk up and they're like, way down here mm-hmm. and then like they say something really stupid and it's just like and the whole group just looks at them. <laughs> yeah and i'm just like uh do something do something do uh move on like i I'll pooped t- my pants yeah like i i try to or i'll just turn around and walk away yeah so you don't like the autistic so no it doesn't well <laughs> he doesn't like me because i've been that person many a times it's not so bad now that i don't smoke anymore though We are Broke Dude Podcast. I'm Jed. Chris. Jake. Blake. And this is episode 156, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to see you knew who you were this time. Yeah. (laughs) It's good that you didn't jump him this time. Yeah. I'll try not to fuck the end up. (laughs) (laughs) We need happy endings around here. (laughs) You can always use a happy ending. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing in the history of things that could end with a happy ending and and it'd be bad. Uh, Sexual assault. Okay, I stand corrected. (laughs) Genocide. (laughs) How do you end a sexual assault with a happy ending, though? Give her flowers and give her candy. I meant like jerking off. Hack- I'm oh, talking like, like an actual happy ending. happy ending. Yeah. Well, she just like gives you a limp-wristed one while she sobs into it. That's assault. <laughs> yeah. That's happy ending for you. I mean, is it though? Because if it's if it's limp, it's just you're just mashing it at that point. What like, was it called? What did you call it? What when you're Fucking trying to rock. Pushing rope. Pushing <laughs> rope. Yeah. You, I can't believe you've never heard that term before. <laughs> fucking pushing Like. It fits so yes, perfectly. Yes, because like, I just imagine someone <laughs> like, pushing the rope. Yeah. Like you're trying to squeeze every ounce out of it or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you let go, it's just like. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, bro, we're done. We are uh, done. Shit. So I've had uh, I had a weird thought at work this morning. Could you imagine if one molecule of H two O kept you hydrated? Damn! Like, like one molecule for how long? For as long as drinking eight glasses of water keeps you hydrated. Yeah. So like a day. Yeah, it's just like eight, so a regular amount, regular your average length of hydration. So you per want glass like, of water? You want some Dawn soap of H two O? Like a molecule? Are you a Dawn soap salesman now? No, it's just like it's super concentrated. So like one little drop should fill up your whole entire fucking sink. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay. Like I would like if we could like figure out a way to to have that kind of technology, build a technology to do that. Like it would make space travel a lot safer, Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't use as much water. Yeah, save the water and save the fish. Wonder what size a molecule has to be though. Well, the size of microscopic. Yeah, it's microscopic. So, like, you could like theoretically just lick the air and be hydrated. 
you, you wouldn't even have to lick the air. You could just and be hydrated. <laughs> but that's going into your lungs. That's true. I don't know how this shit like, works. Yeah, I don't lick, think your body. You'd have to lick the air and then like get it in your spit and swallow your spit. And just suck in air through your asshole. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> gold. <laughs> gold. Like reverse queef. Do some anal basting hydration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, it, you know, there's that's all like, that. That's it's your all, workout for the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping water in your ass. <laughs> well, you know how they say if you butt chug beer, you get drunk quicker. So you get super hydrated from sucking the air into your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the science is there, Jake. Evolution there. just happened yeah. right here in this We podcast. figured it out. We, we nailed it with that one. Butt lungs is what you're going to have next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So you, you closed that, and I Ooh. thought somebody popped a shot off. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Calm down, Jen. Super loud. Oh, dude, I'm jumpy. Uh, a sheriff pulled up today at work today when I was outside taking my break and smoking a cigarette. He was there to pick up some foam or some shit. But he got out of his truck and walked over to the bench that's by our door and just sat there and crossed his arms and just didn't do anything, like didn't say anything to me, didn't knock on the door to try and get in, nothing, just sat down. And I'm sitting in my truck like, is something fucking going on? About to happen? Yeah. About to what's, go down? what's going on here? <laughs> the shit just, it was weird. But then I got inside and they're like, oh, he's picking up foam. I'm like, for what? Apparently they're building something. I don't know why they need fucking foam, but yeah. That's pretty strange. Yeah. it's uh, That shows my blackness. I get really nervous around cops. Yeah. Even when I'm just sitting there smoking a cigarette, doing nothing. Like, you're lucky he didn't look at you. Or did he, did he look at you? I don't know. I tried to avoid eye contact. You know, That's safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's safe. Yeah, I get real submissive around police. <laughs> you cuck. <laughs> you are such a sub for cops. <laughs> but then again, so is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I was bored early this afternoon and decided to look up some, uh, some t- statistics. And what I found... Might not surprise you. Unless you're an asshole. Um, so where in June, into June, the numbers for May from uh, January to May are, are in. And there have been 22 cops felonously killed in this country so far this year. Yeah. Do you guys want to guess how many people were killed by cops in May? Alone? May alone this year. 200. Nah. I looked at your status, so I'm not going to answer this one. How many? Hold on. Repeat that. How many cops were killed? How many civilians were killed by cops in In May May alone this year? 100? You're closer than Blake. There's 86. Jesus. 86 people were killed by cops this year in May. One month? One month. Yeah, over three times as much as the cops that have been killed all year so far. And those are probably only ones that were reported as police killings. Yeah. They probably hid that many, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't understand why the FBI doesn't track that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, surely you'd want to know, like, how much... Even the military has confirmed kills. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's... (laughs) It should be counted as, like, a confirmed kill. Yeah. But they track how many people their soldiers have killed and if anything it, it should be used for a a uh a mental health thing yeah like hey you've, you've done you've seen this much shit we want to make sure you're still all right for this job mm-hmm. like it's not anything to say hey fuck you guys you guys are doing a bad go- bad job because mm-hmm. we already know you're doing a bad job yeah we don't need numbers to, to tell us that to verify that yeah and In four years, 216 cops have been killed in line of duty, felonously. Obviously, you have accidents that happen and shit like that, but accidents happen. That's four years, dude. Mm -hmm. Four years. So far... We had over a quarter of that in a month. So far, in five months this year, 425 people have been killed by police. The 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 population, yes, is a lot bigger than the number of cops. Mm-hmm. So of course there's going to be more. Yeah. But 
when you look at us compared to other countries, per 10 million, per 10 million citizens, there is 36 people killed by cops in this country. The next closest is Canada with uh, six. Six per 10 million? Six per 10 million, I think. Damn. Nine, sorry, 10. 10 per 10 million. Yeah. Which is still, what, like 0.1%? Of Canada? Uh, yeah. Some, I mean, some shit like that. For those numbers being in perspective, the only two countries in the entire world that kill more people than us via cop are Brazil and Venezuela. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those Considering bit, what's going on there, I could I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their numbers were fucking blew me out of the water. Six thousand people in a month, Holy or a year. Shit. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, in I was a year, say a month. Yeah, that, that would have been. How the fuck are they sustaining their population at that point? Oh, socialism. <laughs> you just borrow from your country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're our people. <laughs> yeah, that's. But, I mean, that's absurd. It's really absurd. There should not be that much death caused by police, you know, and, and I've been watching that show. I was telling you about the the problem areas with Wyatt snack and he told talks about the mental health side of it. And do you guys remember the LA shootout in 97? The dudes were in full body armor and they robbed a bank and like had their trunk loaded with fully automatic weapons. Mm -mm. And it's kind of what started the really heavy militarization of police because they had like AKs and uh, just a shit ton of bags and bags of ammos, head to toe body armor, and the cops had shotguns and their their service revolvers. And that was it, you know. And so they were just completely outgunned out by two people, and they had a gunfight for like something like three fucking hours or some shit like that. It, and the only reason they they failed is because a uh, cop took a lucky shot, hit one of the dudes in the thumb. So when his AK jammed, he couldn't clear the jam, which is apparently super easy to do but he didn't have use of his thumb. And and so he ended up shooting himself. And then the other guy tried to steal a truck, but the dude whose truck he's tried to steal grabbed the keys before he took off out of it. And so he got in a shootout with cops and one of the cops dropped his magazine and shot the dude in the ankles when he realized he could see his feet and they just let him bleed out on the street after that. But one of the guys that was in that shootout has had severe mental health problems since then. And And so Wyatt was talking to him about it and and he was saying he's like there's such a stigma with cops about going and seeing a therapist or you know because the 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 department is supposed to provide therapy if they discharge their service weapon in almost any way I don't even think they have to kill somebody just if they shoot somebody they're supposed to go talk to a therapist but there's such a stigma against it because they're so quick to pull those officers off of the front lines and put them on desk duty. And I mean, as they should be. Yeah. But the cops don't want that to happen. They, like they want to be on the streets and that's why they avoid it. But there's like every cop he talked to in that episode, they were talking about how it's like, there's it's rampant depression, PTSD, you know, like one of the guys was from Oklahoma and he had shot and killed one person. And he said, since then he's like, I'll wake up at night, three o'clock in the morning and just have fucking nightmares about the shit, you know? And, and if you think that there's just, I think he talked to four different cops about it. One was a union head and the other two were former or active duty. And, uh, if you think just those four people are struggling with it, how many in the greater departments are having severe mental problems that they just can't handle the stress of the job and, and how that's escalating things that should be like a simple traffic stop. You should never have to discharge your your service weapon at a simple traffic stop, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's part of the reason they're having such senseless killings in these situations is they're so fucking just stressed out that the slightest little thing they're ready to pop off. You know, do they make them take stress tests? I don't think so. Like no. you, I think you should have to be able to pass one mm-hmm. before you're given a gun. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, you are fully mentally there instead of as soon as you see something or feel like you, you know, you're going to be in danger, boom, grab that gun and start killing somebody. Like, you have to be able to think about those things. And some people can't do that. Yeah. 
but and that's the thing too is like in the heat of the situation like the how quick they are to jump to the gun as opposed to the taser or mace or anything else because mm-hmm. he went to all the the first season was form, uh, filmed before way before george floyd i think it was after the uh, philandre castro but before George Philando Castillo, Philando Castillo, whatever. Sorry, sorry. Fidel Castro's uh, younger brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so he went to uh, like a suburb of St. Paul, and they had they were doing this like community outreach shit. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Okay, I I can hear you laughing over there. <laughs> but uh, uh, they were doing this like community outreach program, and and they were supposed to be on the up and up. They hadn't had any incidents in forever. And then right after they got done filming, they had one where this this chick, she she looked like she was high on something, and she locked herself in a van and was holding a steak knife. And the cops were talking about, well, if she comes out with a knife, we'll get the rubber bu- rubber bullets or the taser or, you know, macer. And as they're sitting there talking about it, some something in the van catches fire. Like she lit a fire in the back of the van. And so they're like, come on, come on, get out, get out, get out, drop the knife, drop the knife. The second she steps out of the car with a the knife, they shoot and kill her. So it was like they were prepping for her coming out with a knife, but everything changed once shit actually started going down. And mm-hmm. they immediately went to the, the the gun instead of the rubber bullets, the taser, the mace, anything else. And this girl was, I mean, woman, she's not a girl, but she was, she's I think they said she was like 95 pounds. Like she looked like a tweaker. She looked like she was high on something and she just looked like shit. Like. And there's four giant fucking cops standing around talking about using the less lethal tactics that could have easily overpowered her, and still they shot and killed her. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was it. So it's it's one of those things where it's like even when they tried, their first gut reaction is still to go straight for the gun, straight yep. for the gun. They don't have training. Mm-hmm. I <clears throat> when I was doing jujitsu and shit down at uh, Wave Man, there was a. Uh, his name Carlos in town, one of the police. Uh, he he was in there, and he's been doing jujitsu for a while, and I I believe he probably handles himself well because he was fucking me up. But we had this <laughs> hypo come in from out of town uh, one week or a couple, couple weeks. Highway patrolman. Oh okay. And I rolled with him a couple times, and he was having troubles with me. Like this is a trained cop, and he was probably your size ish, and had a lot of weight on me. But he was struggling with me, and I'm not a strong dude. So you <clears throat> you got to think, like, that guy, that hypo gets in a scuffle with somebody. He's probably fucked. Yeah. They, these guys aren't trained. And then, like, the everything's escalated always. Mm-hmm. It's never, like, talked down to a Like calmer, in the movies. Yeah. Like you see yeah. in the movies. Yep. Like half these cops probably can't even talk to their wife without it getting escalated and then they're supposed to do it with a stranger mm-hmm. like god damn it bitch you burnt the roast beef again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it, the whole thing's fucked up yeah i it mean it wasn't and, built right and and you know that was another thing he's talking about how, how like their mental health training is four to five days most well, that's most good. spots it's four fucking days that's good and he was he compared that to like psychologists and and all these different areas that take you know five seven years of training or schooling to go through and because apparently lapd has a what they call the smart um it's it's stands for something but it's their smart uh cops i I don't even know what robocop is (laughs) no Uh (laughs) it's icop (laughs) but so it's it's like they have the the stereotypical LAPD with the the cop uniform and the belt and all that shit, and this dude's in some fucking khakis and a, a black shirt that has like LAPD embroidered on it, not even a badge. So like less threatening. Yeah, but stuff. they're they're actual trained mental health professionals that they try to go out on calls when there's uh, like somebody who has uh, schizophrenia or is bipolar and they're having an episode. You know, they 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 get the call. Once the initial squad gets there and tries to assess what's exactly is going on, they call them in to kind of try and de escalate and, and, and lower the chance of something bad happening. I think the amount of cops that show up is kind of ridiculous, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like you have one person, there's no reason eight cops need to mm-hmm. be there. 
that's yeah. only going to make that one person freak out even more. Oh, yeah. And act erratic. Like, I don't blame them for acting that way because it's pure fear at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, especially given the the reputation that has been growing. Yeah. Like, one cop can be reasonable. Mm-hmm. But when you got a fucking mob of them, one fucks up, they're all just going to fucking pile on and fucking just do, mm-hmm. do their shit. I watched a video of this dude who got uh, stopped by an undercover uh, in New York, in Brooklyn, I want to say. He was on the side. The, they were standing on the sidewalk. Dude undercover was holding him, not telling him what the fuck he stopped him for. These fucking four or five cops come running up. Uh, Dude's just I've standing there. It was dark nighttime. Yeah, yeah. This dude's just standing there, mind you, not being hostile, not doing anything. These cops run the fuck up, grab him, throw him to the ground, start kicking him, punching him and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like some shit you'd see on Family Guy. Yeah. But it's real fucking life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like he's getting jumped. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is. They're just a fucking gang. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. It, that, it's the gang mentality. Yeah, and it's <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't. I've never been a part of a gang. I've never fucking. I've never beat anybody up. Yeah. So I don't understand the the need to fucking. <laughs> seven dudes on one guy yeah with everybody kicking him punching him stepping it's, on his fucking especially hands when like if a cop gets behind me and i'm looking at my rear mirror like fucking scared mm-hmm. no shit so yeah. then you get pulled over and now there's three or four more fucking cars why yeah yeah how am i not supposed to run yeah they remind me of the seagulls of nemo finding nemo mine mine, mine? mine? <laughs> yeah it's i i understand if one shows up that's fine Mm-hmm. your partner or whatever well and, and even in a situation with like a domestic disturbance or there's a chance that somebody has a knife you know i can understand a couple of squad cars pulling up it, it, but the 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 minor things that traffic w- stops and shit yeah now. where there's there's four cops out of here and it that is not necessary and i understand that in certain situations that simple traffic stop can turn into a high-speed chase a gunfight whatever but those are so small and so far between that they <coughs> they treat everybody like they're guilty. They're guilty. Already. Yeah, you know, and it, it's and and a lot of them are apparently trained that to treat civilians like an opposing force. You know, like you you need to be ready to take out the enemy. We're the enemy to a lot of it's these like cops. They're at war with us. With every us, day. yeah. And and they criminalize everything. So if you're not wearing a seatbelt, you're a criminal. Like, no, really? It's not a not a crime. It's just a fine. Yeah, but you're still a criminal. You're breaking a law. But that see, that turns into something. Yeah. Yeah, like a drug stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I I see those little ticky tack shit all the time. But mm-hmm. it's oh yeah, like when they when it says uh, guy pulled over for uh, busted t- or like malfunctioning light driving uh, the left lane yeah busted with 74 pounds of <laughs> yeah. really yeah. like you've been watching this dude for months like quit trying to lie to us dude. yeah you know any small infraction can lead to a, <laughs> to a kingpin being busted yeah. i got searched in georgia because my tag light was out the little low light that shines on your fucking license Did plate they smell weed no i got no, pulled over search. for my tag light being out and uh the last vehicle I was driving, yeah, and I, I was pulled. because the cop told me because I was in a bad neighborhood and he pulled me over. I was dropping Haley off. She was in the tr- truck with me. Yeah, she was yeah, about six got, years old at that time. I got pulled over for a, a tag light in my own park or my own driveway. Really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was a lady cop, and she was training some dude. And I like I get out of the car, and she's like, "Sir." Can Get back in the car. Like, like she stumbled, and I was just like, uh, "What? what's going on? Why'd you pull me over? She's like, sir, get back in the car. And then my mom comes running out of the house. She's like, ma'am, go, please go back into that. Go back into your house. And I was just like, all this over a fucking tag light? Mm-hmm. And it was like, and that's what I'm saying. One they, in the morning, right there. Still, Escalated. They, yeah. Yeah. They Already imme- on seven. And they're immediately treating you like a criminal for yes. a fucking tag light. Right. For something that, at worst, you should get a fix-it ticket for. With the second you fix it, oh, that shit's gone. No, you know? Definitely at worst. Like, that's sure. the, the worst-case scenario. But <laughs> you are a criminal 
when she yelled at you to get back in your car. She wasn't thinking of you being a civilian who had a minor infraction. You were a criminal. What am I going to do? Fucking rush her and give her an herb over the face? You look pretty fucking graceful, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You look like you could have pounced on her like a cheetah. (laughs) I bet you the guy that she was training, he's like, damn. I kind of, I didn't want to fucking, I hope this doesn't escalate. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. You just start talking in your Debo voice. Get all Honestly, deep. if I hey. was a cop, I would I would be the guy that was like, I'd pull the cop officer and be like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like, this shit isn't necessary. Yep. I know I'd get fired for it, but still. Uh, yeah, and see, that's the thing is I think a lot of them don't do that because it's, it's a club, and the second they start trying to go against the club, they're out of the club, you know, and so it's, then you got a question: Is my no is my yeah. partner going to have my back if I'm telling him to chill the fuck out when he's trying to escalate every situation? You like know? The, well, in the Chappelle thing, mm-hmm. he was talked about that guy that did that, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he ended up getting fired. So then he's like, "Fuck you guys!" and fucking, what did he do? Get in a van and he just started sniping people, sniping cops left and right. Yeah, this was military dude. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like what nine, ten years ago, probably Tr- trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll get you, motherfuckers." <laughs> I got you, motherfuckers. King Kong ain't got shit on me. There's this dude. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but he is a ex marine who became a Baltimore police officer. Mm-hmm. And is he the one that was on Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie I don't Coleman. remember his name. Yeah, Ronnie Coleman. No, yeah, that's no, it's the, uh, that's the bodybuilder. It's like a, it's Michael something, I think. I know who you're talking about. I yeah. can't remember his name either. Anyway, he he was talking about how when uh, oh, excuse me, the difference between being a police time. officer and being a marine, and how the marines had had uh, rules of engagement they had to follow. Mm-hmm. So when he got into the Baltimore police state police force. And he was like, what the fuck is he going on He had to unlearn here? things. Yeah, and he didn't, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "What? why the fuck are y'all doing this? Yeah. Like, why, why does this work like this? I don't understand. And now he's, a, he's an activist for, for police reform. Yeah, I remember, I remember listening to him talk and just being flabbergasted. Michael Sam. Michael Sam. Michael. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That was the gay football uh, yeah, player. I thought it was a gay <laughs> yeah. guy. Anyway, we love we love gay people, so mm-hmm. it's just a qualifier. Yes. It, we weren't judging him on his sexual orientation. Yeah, just wanted to clarify which football player he yeah, was. Because if we just said only oh, he, one gay football player, if he was the football player, nobody would know who the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 fascinating hearing. A lot of because there's a lot of former cops on each episode of Michael Wood. Michael Wood, there you go, on uh, that show, and most of them are long fucking retired. One of them is against a lot of the police reform and and the kind of ideas that they're talking about, and you can tell he's still very pro cop. But the the older ones, there's I mean, there's one guy that looks like he's probably in his sixties or seventies, and he's he talks about it a lot. He's like. Man, like shit needs to change. You know, it's now that he's so far out of it, he can admit that something is broken and needs to be fixed. You know, whereas the 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 guy that's still pro cop looks like he's maybe in his forties, so he's probably still fresh out of being a cop. You know, probably flies a thin blue line flag in his fucking front yard. Mm-hmm. It's like the no matter what, if somebody's upset. Like if you're in a bar, there's a bar fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna go, hey, stop it, and expect him to calm down. Yeah, because you're not calm. Yeah, uh-huh. you're, I mean, you need to be calm. And that's the thing is, like, if you're a cop, you're automatically dealing with everybody on the worst day of their lives. Yeah, like, I mean, seriously, you're not. You're but never, you signed up for that yeah. shit, and, and you're not going. You're not getting called to a scene of a a fucking surprise birthday party or some shit. You know, like <laughs> that that doesn't happen when you're a cop. You know, it's always something bad. And you need to be prepared for it, you know. And unfortunately, the people that can and would be prepared for it don't want to be cops. It's crazy. Cops are held to a high standard when it comes to protecting you. Mm -hmm. But when they don't protect you, then all of a sudden that standard just goes out the fucking window. Mm -hmm. Like, well, they got a dangerous job. (laughs) 
Could you imagine if telemarketers were able to kill somebody because they were fucking rude to them? Yeah. Like, there would be so oh, many murders. Yes, there would be a lot of And those. a lot of Indian immigrants, but the... That was problematic. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, slightly true. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Frank. <laughs> oh, well, it's Bitch, not. you ain't Frank. You are not Frank. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fool me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, the uh, I read a quick, a little, or not a quick article, but it's an, an article about what uh, Minneapolis is talking about doing for like a uh, police alternative. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, they're just wanting to do like a uh, safety and something or other uh, bureau of sorts. Yeah, that doesn't have any quote unquote police. Like you have people that that can manage crises mm-hmm. and have the head of that bureau be somebody who's not a law enforcement officer. So that way they're not beholden to the police unions and the police unions aren't fucking fucking us over by trying to get cops paid murder leave. Yeah. Where and where they're the the police department is eating up sixty percent of a city's fucking funding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of gross seeing those numbers where how it's it takes it like the police funds take up like the next four things in line. And that's it's how you know housing become- and, and schooling and shit like that. Like the needs of the actual citizens of that city are just completely fucking trumped by the police. That mirrors America. Look mm-hmm. at our budget. It's true. Our military budget's fucking out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got this giant ass military budget. What are you going to do? Give those guns and equipment to your enemies? No, you're going to give them to the police station. Yeah. Which is how they get all that shit. It's yep. all military surplus. Mm-hmm. And for what fucking reason? Yeah. The war on drugs? Yeah. How many of us are fucking drug dealers? Which is a but racist war to begin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like people don't don't put shit in in, in context. Mm-hmm. They just look at everything in a fucking vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like this cop killed it. Well, why did this guy listen? Well, if you were harassed by cops, well, why doesn't he listen to cops all the time? Do you listen to somebody when you're harassed all the fucking time? Right. And it's funny. The people saying it are the ones that will get in cops' faces and scream at them. Yeah. But because they're white, nothing fucking happens. Hey, but bro, white privilege isn't a thing. No, no. You need to, it doesn't you need exist. It's, I'm reading this book so called uh, So You Want to Talk About Race. I, I'm not even going to try to say her name because I will butcher the fuck out of it. Fidel Castro's younger sister. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. I'm going to try to say it. <laughs> Fidelia. Fidel. <laughs> Fidelia. <laughs> But uh, it's it's like Iojima Oahu. So it's she's so African. she fucking Indian. She's, she's clearly white. Yeah, clearly white. And a man, Just blonde, <laughs> blue eyes, white girl. What is problematic, man? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's a it's an interesting read because she talks about how. Every time, like uh, a small act of racism happens against her, somebody's like, "Oh, that's not that bad." And she's like, it's, it's, she compares it to like when she was in, a, in an abusive relationship and the dude would call her stupid all the time. And she's like, she would get on him about her calling him stupid. And he's like, well, I called you stupid this one time. It's not that big a deal. She's like, it's not the one time. It's all of it collectively. So that's the fucking problem. And we get so fo- hyper-focused on these one things. And it's like, no, this is happening every day, every fucking hour, somewhere. It's the, it's the collective of it all that's the problem. It's not this one little fucking microaggression that happened to today right now in this instance that I'm calling you out for. It's all of it collectively, you know? And people, I don't think people can un- comprehend or understand that. And, and so when we talk about like the systematic racism and all that shit, it's, there's so much more than that surface layer that we're starting to skim. You know, and it's yes, those are big fucking instances like George Floyd and and I'm not going to say his name again, (laughs) but Tamir Rice and, and, you know, just all of them, Sandra Bland, all of them are just the the stuff that leaks through into the public's eye. But there's shit happening every fucking day, like something that I didn't even comprehend is when they talk about problem areas, how they're going to go and fix crime in problem areas, black areas. That's exactly the neighborhood they're talking about. Yeah. It's never a white neighborhood that's a problem area. No, even though there's like spousal abuse and shit going on, probably. Mm-hmm. And, and meth, high drug use. And yeah, yeah. And meth. <laughs> yeah, the Shit whole suburbs on yeah. meth and Adderall. And, you know, I've watched Weeds. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Fucking I, soccer moms all got sunglasses oh, on, fuck, geeked out. Yeah. <laughs> geeked the fuck out. <laughs> like, you grew up with white parents, obviously, mm-hmm. right? I did. I'm, were they, did you just assume my nationality, bro? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm my bad. Did you grow up with white parents, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would have been canceled or something. <laughs> white America would have been so mad. Uh, like, were they conservative? Or like, how... Did your parents even talk about this type of stuff? No. No. They went to work every day and we're a family. That was about it. But, okay, based off of, you know, obviously you've lived with them and you know them for 30 years. What would you mm. say they are? I don't know. Mm. Not something you guys talk about? No. <clears throat> I mean, my dad's very conservative, or not conservative, consumeristic, like, Capitalist, gotta, yeah, gotta have the nice, oh, materialistic, materialistic, yes, bougie. Oh, I got a new TV. I got this. I got that. Mm. Who gives a fuck? That's and your mom's not that way. I mean, a little bit. A she, little bit. she likes shopping and all that shit, spending money, but they just work and hmm. they think that's it. They don't really talk about any politics and stuff like that. No, yeah. we, we've never. My, me and my parents have never talked about politics either. But I will say... If you guys disagree, just by chance, you're lucky. Because I fucking hate trying to talk to my mom about politics. I walked in. My mom's been off all week. And she's been watching the kids. So I walked into lunch the other day. And they're talking about how coronavirus is starting to spike again. Mm -hmm. And my mom started spouting off that, well, if we don't test, the numbers will go down. And I just stood there and I'm like, I I have to get away from this. Or I'm going to say some really mean shit to the woman who gave me birth. (laughs) I mean, my mom does have the news on a lot. <clears throat> Maybe they are conservative. I'm not sure. Is it, is it Fox? Is it Fox or CNN? <laughs> I don't know which. What all that shit really means? Fox so. is like very conservative. Yeah, like if if Trump like shit on the American flag, they'd be like, "Well, what did the flag do to deserve it? Yeah, why did the flag have no. those colors on it?" And then on CNN would be like rioting. <laughs> <laughs> I think she watches all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. She at least she's open minded. She doesn't. I'm. I, Somebody that sticks to to one is it's problematic. I mean, that's really the thing is because you you get in that echo chamber, and that's how my fairly intelligent mother starts spouting off about fucking number of cases going down if we stop testing for coronavirus. Well, I mean, yeah, she's not wrong, <sighs> but also the cases how, are still out there. That's not how any of this works. Why do why do people keep bringing Obama into this shit? Because it's all his fault. Bro, I'm so sick of that shit. Oh, like, yeah. who who do you think let all the Chinese people over here? <laughs> Obama. Yeah. Well, we had 18 coronaviruses before this one. And why didn't Obama stop them? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that fucking Jordan Klepper thing you sent me, mm. where he's interviewing people mm. at a Trump rally. Yeah, that's. I think great. Barack Obama had a big part in 9/11 because <laughs> he wasn't doing nothing. Always. Out of the office? Yeah. Why golf? do you think he wasn't in the office? <laughs> and so, yeah. He was, he was, he was probably a senator in Illinois during that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he was that yet. I think he was still like a community leader <laughs> in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, Obama, for not being president sooner. The uh, I saw a meme uh, kind of along the lines of the corona thing. And I was like, if we, if we stop checking all these illegal immigrants, there'll be less illegal immigrants. That's true. So let's start doing that. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think it's blown out of proportion? Corona? Yeah. No. No. Kinda. The like Jamil, fucking Jamil down in Texas. They he said they had like three thousand people in one day already, mm-hmm. and their fucking ICUs are jam packed. There's no fucking room. Shit! Just this week in Salina, we've doubled the cases we had in the first run. I'm not hearing anybody dying anymore, though. People are. It, they're just around not. here. They're not because we've still the numbers have stayed pretty low. Still, I think we've had like three deaths in Saline County. Even Corona like don't want to come to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right with that's, that. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm, I get I'm that. Right you, that. You stay far the fuck away. Yo, I'd rather live in Iceland right now. Yeah. You know, have you played that Plague Inc? Mm-hmm. Like you can't fucking get Iceland, dude. Well, or Greenland. Sorry. Yeah. You Greenland. can't get Greenland. <laughs> well, there because nobody like, goes there. There's a, there was somewhere in like this, one of the Scandinavian countries 
where they tried the hu- herd immunity shit. Sweden. Yeah. And uh, like it seemed to be going well, and then everybody started getting it again. And so it's like, well, now we're fucked. You know, and, and it's, I don't think it's blowing it anything out of proportion. There's pe- there's apparently c- uh, cases where people <clears throat> who were completely healthy before they got it are now needing lung and tr- heart transplants because it fucked up their, their body so bad. Um, like I said, the shit is just spreading like fucking wildfire now. I am shocked that the NBA is going through with their re- restarting the season at this point. Well, they tested all their players, and I think 13 had it. 16. 16. 16. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... If you're keeping everybody in the same area mm-hmm. and you keep those 16 quarantined, then like, I don't. Well, I mean, they're pretty much them. putting a bubble around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they're playing the, at, yeah. at the Wild at Disney. Sports. Yeah. I wonder if it's hygiene related and all the dirt bags are just getting it. Probably. That's part of it. I mean. Well, that and freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You watch that video of the town hall in fucking Florida where people were spouting off about god and the devil and i'm not wearing a mask because you're you're hiding god's beautiful breathing system he created <laughs> it's it's just was absurd. that audible what was that side audible it was very audible okay, good. Yeah. yeah and even if it wasn't audible i think i think collectively our listeners would understand <laughs> it's okay. it's it's fucking stupid to me i mean uh it, Worst case scenario, if even if there are they are wrong and it's not as bad as they think, quote unquote, like you're inconvenienced with a piece of cloth over your face and you have to wash your hands a lot. Whoop de goddamn do. This is America, man. You know, I don't want to be inconvenienced. Yeah. You can't tell me to not get sick if I want to get sick. <laughs> it's my right, my <laughs> God-given right. It says there, right there in the fucking uh, Constitution. Freedom of speech, freedom of guns, and freedom to die of coronavirus. <laughs> it's in plain English. <sighs> did any of you guys go to church frequently as children? You did, Blake? Yeah. 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 I had the one. Yeah, I, I was born Catholic, and that's why I'm atheist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Catholicism is still ruined. so funny to me. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's the truth. It, and the thing is, like, if you talk to a lot of atheists who are formerly catholic they all tell you the same thing because catholicism is based around guilt there's a lot of guilt in catholicism and i remember when i started having doubts about religion i was probably eight to ten years old right around there and i learned about uh original sin and how if a baby dies before it's baptized it automatically goes to hell as it should (laughs) (laughs) and i was just thinking like that's not right nothing like, about that, that is right to anything like if god is this good omnipresent being how is a completely innocent infant going to hell just because it passed away before it could get some water poured on its head it's already, it was predetermined son <laughs> that, that, that was baby hitler we caught him again he keeps trying to reincarnate and come back and we just keep catching him every time better to be safe than sorry <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's, I mean, Catholicism ruined religion for me. That's, so where, where were you going with that? Was that I just was wondering. A, oh, okay. Yeah, we, uh, I was forced to go to church every fucking Wednesday and Sunday. Damn. And I don't know if you've ever been to a black church. A times. What were you? St. John's. I mean, Baptist. Like Baptist. It's not like in and out, hey, praise the Lord, hallelujah. It's like hour and a half. No, it's a fucking concert. To, yeah. <laughs> and then you got to meet in the... Uh, ah, what Foyer? Four, yeah, four-year. Foyer. And eat. And eat. Yeah. Why don't Calm you down. laugh at him Calm for down, fucking up... Calm down, fancy pants. Why don't you laugh at him for fucking up words like me fucking up names? All right, gymnasium. Because <laughs> that's your thing. That? That's your thing, Judd. That is true. But uh, I do yeah, that I've a been, lot. I've been to more black Baptist churches than anything else. Now, I will say... While you were in Georgia? No, just like with friends growing up. Uh, Levi and like uh, other... Okay, yeah. Um, Choir's cool. (laughs) It's like 45% of the time, that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I was forced to go, and then they they had a Bible... Or Bible, what's it called? Bible school. Yeah. And then uh, did that a lot during the summer. 
I think it was more just my parents wanted me to get go the fuck away. out of here. <laughs> so they could smoke some weed. And they knew, and they knew, it was like, oh, well, he's in God's hands right now. So <laughs> <laughs> everything's going to be all right. Let go and let God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, as I got older, actually, when I got arrested in eighth grade for uh, uh, saying I was going to bring a gun to school, jokingly, uh, uh, did I ever tell yeah. you guys about this story? Yeah. No? Yes? Yeah. Okay. I, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it was in eighth grade. I was talking to this chick, and I was like, like the whole Columbine thing. I think it just happened. Yeah. yeah. And I remember it was on MSN Messenger, and I was like, man, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if someone brought a gun to school? Well, her the chicks that I was talking to, her mom was a teacher at a, uh, at a school here, and she got concerned. So then, like, that was like on a Friday, Monday, all of a sudden I see Officer Rasset walk escalate, in. Escalate, escalate, escalate. <laughs> he walked in, and right when I seen him, I was like, oh, fuck. Uh-oh. <laughs> I done oh, fucked up. fuck. And... All of a sudden, the teacher walked over to me and said, hey, Blake, I need you to grab your things and follow the officer. He needs to talk to you. And I was like, fuck. Are you kidding me? Get into the office. There's my parents, and my mom is fucking flaming red. She's so fucking pissed. She's like, what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) But uh, anyways, long story short, I ended up doing community service at a church. Yeah. I, so. I did community service at at uh, St. Mary's for something. Which I, was, he was hella cool because he's like, if you just come to my service every week, I'll give you two hours. I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I just show up, sit in the back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Have him sign it afterwards, and I was out. I, I'd prefer to do what I did, which was like just vacuum with one of those shitty, like not plug in vacuum cleaners. That's all I did. <laughs> uh, he made, I mean, he, had, he oh, made me like a yeah. fucking skating rink one. Yeah. 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 That's all I did. That was my community service in my church. His place was empty. It was just me by myself. And that, well, the person was there, but they were off doing their own fucking thing. Molesting kids, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I didn't hear any finger popping buttholes, but. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so Twitch. Yeah, what's what's happened with Twitch? There's like a Twitch blackout? Yeah, there's a bunch of streamers like I guess How much time do we got left before we dig into this? Thirteen. Thirteen? Okay. I have at it, man. Do you want to go first? Or? I mean, they're they're basically whistleblowing, going, "Hey, I've been, you know, sexually assaulted or harassed or blah blah by Twitch. I don't know if it's execs or other Twitch streamers or both or all of the above, but a bunch of women are like, we've had enough, and they're speaking out. And then there's still a lot that aren't speaking out. But even the Dota two scene, a couple like announcers or broadcasters. They basically said, get the fuck away from Dota 2 because they had allegations and all that shit. Like Dota 2 did or like the announcers? The announcers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Toby One was a guy and then uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, but there were two like well-respected guys that behind the scenes at the after parties and shit were like doing heinous shit. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like are Bunch gaming of chicks bad though? Some of them. Doesn't matter. I, I mean, know, some, I yeah. That's the that's the thing is like with everything that's going on with rhyme sayers too. Because I mean, this is it's the second occurrence of like the Me Too movement coming around. Because it's going. We talked about it beforehand. It's happening in wrestling too, where there's that whatever the hashtag was. I forget at this point. But they were talking about how promoters had fucking assaulted them or <gasps> taken advantage of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in porn too. Really? Yeah. There's a bunch of porn stars on Twitter talking about. Hey. How do you get sexually assaulted doing porn? Uh, I guess a lot like, of the talent's just coming up and start fucking them without their consent. Like, uh, okay, like, so they're not signing off on right, okay. or like the, a lot of the promoters are like, "Hey, if you don't come here and suck this dude and let him blow all over your face, blackmail type shit, we're not going to yeah. pay you." 
<clears throat> so a lot of them, that's why they're going to OnlyFans and they're going to... Uh, Getting off of whatever. Right. Yeah. Shooting their own content. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're making, like, uh, there's this one stripper, or stripper, <laughs> porn star, she's, like, making 35 racks a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of those, some of those fucking people Lee. charge twenty dollars a month, and, and there's a, na- a lot of nasty fat perverts thousands. out there. Oh yeah, there's a lot of religious people here too. So <sighs> yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of weird fuck up fucking repressed religious people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the the rhyme sayers thing I wanted to talk about is when I brought it up, there was two. Now there's a third one that's come up too. But the the two artists that were released by rhyme sayers were uh, Dim Atlas, which is a kind of a he was an upper up and coming on their label, and then Prof. What? Yeah, they Damn. they cut ties with Prof, what? and uh, so th- but they're two vastly different cases because Dim Atlas has actual allegations of sexual assault and coercion against women. Uh, one of the stories that I read about was how he talked about this chick talked about how he had invited her to a car to smoke a joint. And they're smoking a joint or went on a date or some shit and they were sitting in the car and uh, he basically was like, you really turned me on and just pulled his dick out and shoved her head down and oh, made him, made damn. her start sucking it. And she was like in the moment, like uh, this isn't right, but I've, you know, like I, I like this guy's music. I really cherish him as an artist. And then uh, I've done that before. She's <laughs> gone down on the dude to <laughs> like his music. Trip, trip, trip. No, 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 no. But uh, so, so Dim Atlas, like, I understand him being released. Like, these are pretty fucking serious allegations against him right now. Prof, on the other hand, damn, it was his DJ who he fired in 2016 was apparently accused of a whole bunch of like really bad sexual assault shit. I haven't looked up too much into that because I don't know his DJ. The guy's name was DJ Fundo. Uh, apparently, he was just a really awful shitbag of a human being. But because of the content of Prof's music that is kind of misogynistic, it's, it's when I hear it, it sounds more like just any radio rap, you know, like party music. Like, like Uncle Luke type shit? Not even that. It's not even that bad. You know, it's just, it's him talking about bitches, that kind of shit, you okay. know, but that's not Rhyme Sayers thing. Like when they signed him, he was underground, but you could see the potential for him breaking into the mainstream. And of all the artists on Rhyme Sayers, he was the one that had that potential to break through and become mainstream. A lot of their, a lot of their acts are really niche. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not, Aesop Rock's not going to go mainstream. Slug and Atmosphere are not going to go mainstream, but they have huge followings in the underground circle. Mm-hmm. So, Prof was released for making misogynistic music. He's about to have an album come out. He spent the last week denouncing DJ Fundo, talking about how he he had no idea any of this shit was going on with him. Uh, he he cut ties with him in 2016 because the dude was a piece of shit. This was before he had heard any of these allegations against him in the first place. But the dude wasn't performing well. He was just a, a shitty person in general, I guess. And so he just cut ties with him and hasn't produced or made any music with them, done any touring with them in four fucking years. And he still got released by rhyme sayers. So I'm kind of, I'm torn on that one. And it's not because I liked prop props music. It's I do like, like a guilty music. by association type thing. And the, <clears throat> and the style of the persona he puts out in his music, mm-hmm. because I, I follow him on Instagram. Like he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. His music may be that way, but he is not that guy. Like you can tell he's a genuinely good person behind the scenes it's almost like with with Eminem's early shit, you know, when he was the fucking psychopathic killer, horror shock rap kind of guy. Slim you know? Shady. Yeah, Slim Shady. Like, Slim Shady and M- Marshall Mathers are not the same person, right. you know. But granted, Prof doesn't go to that fucking level that Slim Shady does. But So it's, it's kind of a weird situation because, like, on one hand, I get it with Dim Atlas and then the other guy who hasn't been released yet, but apparently more allegations have come out against him today. That guy is POS. Um, he's like a weird punk rock rapper kind of guy. Uh, I'm not super into his music. I barely know him. Like I said, I just saw him being uh, alleged on shit today, so I don't know anything about his situation yet. But apparently... There's a lot of shit going on on Rhyme Series, which is one of my personal favorite labels. It's got a lot of my favorite acts on it. And to see this almost like forward thinking and conscious 
underground label just being destroyed by sexual assault allegations is fucking insane to me right now. Well, at least, I mean, it seems like they got it out in front of it, though. Yeah, uh, they're trying to, you know, I, I, and I think the, that's, that's the thing that bothers me, though, with the prof releasing is, is I don't, I get it, but at the same time, I don't get it, you know, because it's, they're, as far as I know, as of as of us recording right now, there have been no allegations against Prof himself. It was against his DJ that he cut ties with four years ago. So to, for him to get released just based on the context of his music, especially when there's way worse shit out in there mm-hmm. in the current day, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to maybe me, maybe Prof wanted to be. I don't think so. Unless, like they I said, unless they found some shit and know some things they're not talking about and, and that could be it you know like that's why i'm saying as of right now i haven't heard anything mm-hmm. it, it, you know it could come out like i said there was more allegations against a different performer who hasn't been released yet today mm. that are they sound pretty serious too you know so there could be more coming from more artists on that label and i'm sure there's i mean we already know about other labels and the horde shit people have done on it and that's only a fraction of it all so oh yeah i want to show you guys something it's gonna keep happening nice wrap it up it's gonna keep happening too the more comfortable women get with speaking out mm-hmm. and they should like it they should i wish yeah. it would have happened sooner you know, yeah. you know definitely I, but i mean i'm not knocking rhyme sayers for doing what they did for for taking the initiative and saying like look we want to be better. We want to to progress and and not allow shit like this to keep happening. I'm I'm all for it. I understand it. I get it. But it's just it's a weird situation with for those two drastically different accounts for what's happening. You know, the only thing I can think of was is the content of his music and if it be, if it's being misogynistic, they don't want that type of stuff on their label to be associated with them. Right. Even know? if he's not doing it mm-hmm. and maybe they went up to him and was like, Hey man, can you like rap about something else? Well, and, and that's like, the thing nah, is, damn, fuck you. That's the thing I is fuck bitches. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, <laughs> I would say, I would say probably a good 60% of his songs aren't, but the 40% that are, are can go, you know what I mean? But that's like the thing Harvey is, like, Weinstein bumps them. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not like it's not even that bad. It's just you know, like bitches. Yeah, you know, getting drunk. Let's fuck like that kind Pop of music. Molly, I'm sweating. Yeah, she it's it. it's that kind of music. Like it's Dang. not. Sorry. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing remotely aggressive towards that women. Clip, I wouldn't. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could hear it in my ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's nothing remotely like aggressive towards women i wouldn't say offensive because somebody's gonna can take offense to shit he says but it's not there's nothing that i would say is problematic like he's not drugging bitches and then fucking them without their consent exactly stuff like that there's no content like that it's it's more like i fuck a lot of women let's have a threesome titties and ass everywhere that okay. kind of shit you know, like the stereotypical rap music bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah got him. Hot fire. Uh, there, I had a actually, I had a conversation with a, a girl at work. She just, we had to do a bunch of rearranging at work. They let, I don't know, 35, 40 people go. Anyways, she was telling me about how one of the guys there, she's like, I'm kind of glad I got moved because this guy, like, he's just a fucking creep. And uh, he he would make me feel very uncomfortable. And I was like, well, why didn't you? Why wouldn't you just say something? And she's like, well, because like I kind of like went along. I would throw in my little jabs of like sexual and like uh, sexual, flirting. yeah, not innuendos. flirting innuendos, but just like sexual. It would be considered sexual harassment at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, so. Um, she's like, but I kind of wish somebody else would just hear it so then they could go and say something because I don't want to be the girl. I don't want to be the girl to, uh, basically start shit Mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then nobody ever wants to come around me and talk to me, talk, you know, talk with me and just shoot the shit with me because that one guy did that. And I was like, I don't know how that feels, but I get what you're saying it's probably gonna have to be 
end up like that. And I started thinking about it. I was like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, yeah. she should be able to just walk up to her supervisor and be like, yo, so-and-so is being a fucking uh, douchebag. It's making me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't like this shit. Or at the very least, tell the dude, like, hey, dude, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like, not, I'm not okay with the that. Breaks. That's yeah. not cool. Yeah. it's You know, you want to know how to go full circle? It's the same shit with the cops we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you can't say shit or you're fucking blackballed, it's, which is gross in any fucking way, shape, or form. I personally would stop that shit right then and there. Like I was, mm. you know, I would be like, no, nah, I'm not okay with this. You need to fucking stop doing this shit and mm-hmm. we need to keep it moving. Yeah. So. And the sad thing is, is some of those guys will still hear that, get that warning and not take it, you know, or they'll be like, Oh, she was being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't sexually assault her. Wow. <laughs> what a, dude, unbelievable what a shitty fucking woman. Wow. Just, she should just be able to go and grab him by the pussy like the president. That's how I learned it. <laughs> well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, episode 156 in the, is in the books. I hope you like that depressing take on the police, the corona, and sexual assault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think we I think we made it good. I think we were able to, to spin that into a, a positive yarn somehow yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely which feels gross to say by the way i don't like saying it like that um so yeah uh two weeks uh we're gonna do my album right yeah yes so yeah two weeks my album reviews coming. masters of the universe yeah, binary, binary star. star i think you're gonna hate it like i know you're gonna hate it <laughs> I know you're going to hate it, but it's going to be fun. So for Jed, Chris, yes, Jake, blank, high five. (laughs) We are Broke Dude Podcast. See you in a couple weeks.